Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. I'm Andy Natko of the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm Russell Ivanovich, Pocket Cast developer. And I'm Florence Ion from Android Central. Hello. Hooray. And all about Android, I guess. I have to, <laughs> I have to remember and, uh, to... I'm, I'm very bad at promoting myself, by the way, and this has like been a theme the last couple of days, so... Oh, I have exactly the same problem. For every single podcast I go on, people are like, Russell, you didn't tell us where you're from. I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm meant to be here promoting things. We've been I'm doing, so sorry. We've been doing 104 episodes. You should. Oh, by the way, by the way, listeners, this is Material Podcast, episode 104. And yeah, I, I would like to think that you would know at least two of us by now. I know that we, we, we have a lot of guests on over the past couple of months, so that's, that's kind of variable. But you're going to assume, for good or for worse, that Russell and I are going to be part of the equation. I always assume that, Andy. That That's my assumption every single week. I, that's why I turn up. I'm like, Andy doesn't let me on the show this week. I'm just going to turn up. I'm going to be in the Skype room just, just sitting here waiting. Come on, Andy. Call. Call already. <laughs> so all, but all, all three of us have now something in common. I got, my, I got my review unit of the Samsung Galaxy S8 early this week, and so I've been dealing – Maybe am, am I am I pre am I preloading the deck by saying I've been dealing with things with it. I I, I like it. <laughs> I had I had about an hour worth it the, with it during the during the launch event. So I I already liked the form factor. Now I'm actually using it. Today was my first day taking pictures with it. Uh, so I have I haven't nothing I I hate yet. I'm confused by Bixby, but that's okay. I'm, my, I, my 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 so, my social software is not great. Anytime I meet a new person, I'm always confused by them. So that's that's more about me than about Bixby. Bixby. Oh, Bixby is but it's interesting because you just called you just said anytime you meet a new person, and I mean that's essentially Bixby. What Bixby is trying to be, or at least what I felt. So I got into the early access today. It was just bestowed upon me. So thank you to the early access <laughs> gods, whoever gave that to me. Uh, and I've been toiling with Bigsby for the last three hours. And I feel like I have really hurt its feelings. It's constantly looking to me <laughs> for validation to ensure that it's doing all the right things. It understands my commands. Um, it's been, it, it, we've already had a very interesting three hours and now it's listening to me, so. Not, not see now. It's it I, I hate I hate to correct you, but I, it really sounds like you're saying Andy, not Bixby. He's he's very apologetic. He's very <laughs> he's trying to anyway. As I say, <laughs> no, it, but, but it totally it, no. I I mean, but that's the thing is you say it sounds like you. Yeah, it's it's very personable. I mean, I don't expect this from a sort of virtual assistant. I certainly don't get that from Google. And every time a little home that sits behind me automatically gets you know talked to and responds back, it's not apologetic. It just interjects. <laughs> it just interrupts whatever thought I was in or whatever maybe argument I was having with the person in this room. May or not be my husband usually. That, that's a good point. Google Assistant is kind of aloof. It says, "Let's Google Assistant." Should I call you about? Let's let's not get into names. I am the Google Assistant. I I have a personal life that has nothing to do with my work with you. I go totally. home at five. You are not entitled to know like what that. I do. It totally no. It totally is. Now that you now that you bring it up, it kind of. It really is like that, like that coworker who just really is into compartmentalizing the personal <laughs> life and the business life. Google now, my Google Home is my coworker. It just hangs out in my kitchen. But Bixby is my friend because <laughs> it lives in, or it's really trying to be my friend. It's the lonely freshman on the first day of high school with her senior buddy, and I'm the senior buddy. I'm assuming it's a girl, not just because Bigsby's female. I, I don't want to genderize it. <laughs> so wait, am I the only person not to sign into this thing? Because I've pressed this button so many times. I'm going to press it right now. It's going to make these little bubbly things. 
No, so you got up. the so you got the preview way down there, all no, the no, way down there. I, I've had this for a long time, but the problem is I get to the hey, would you like to sign in screen, and then I ask for my Samsung account, and I've never got past this step. I'm like, I, I have a Samsung account. I know I do. I know it's in my password huh. number somewhere. But you you two have to convince me to sign in. Should should I be signing into this? Yeah, I mean, I've been using my. I know this is. I know this is going to be a hard sell, but I've been using <laughs> my Samsung account actually for years, and I really am glad I have because. Of all the phones that I've reviewed, it has kept all of that data that has inevitably been erased after I've (laughs) put the phone away in a box somewhere. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's worth trying out, right, for science. All right, Andy, are you with us as well? (laughs) Bixby, yes. Oh, it's fun. Uh, it is. It is the new employee. It is very apologetic. It is like <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm. I'm trying. Re- I hope you understand how hard I'm trying. Realize that I've been here six days, and all I've been doing is watching training videos, and I really don't even know what the coffee mug policy is of the break room. It's it's interesting. <laughs> if if nothing else, having as a as people who write about and talk about tech a lot, it's kind of interesting just to see. Like Flo was, was talking about earlier, the the difference in personality between here is what Alexa wants to present itself as, here is what Siri wants to present itself as, here is what nameless voice in the void from Google trademark uh, wants to present itself as. <laughs> so if if nothing else, just here's where it wants to interject. For for me, the weird thing is that like a, a, a the, one of the big deals today was I took a long, crazy, stupid, long uh, bike ride today. Partly with with the idea that I'm going to take lots of pictures with this S8, and I'm still trying to find like what button do I push to get a selfie? What button do I push to get to those that really cool pro mode? And but <laughs> it's like but like Bixby, like I, I I'm glad everyone likes you enough to put give you a button right next to the shutter, but I really just want to know how can I adjust the exposure a little bit? I don't need you to describe this field of cows that I'm taking a picture of. I've I do know what a cow is. I've eaten God knows how many of them. All right, you, you've convinced oh. me. You've convinced me. <laughs> Uh, now, now I'm on the terms and conditions screen. Uh, I have agreed to. Oh yes. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, you're on your way. You're Share on your, your way data with to Bixby. Bixby-ization. Read it. Read it. Every page. Read it. <laughs> so be, whatever you do, Russell, be careful because I actually ran into this earlier today. So um, I have two GS8 units um, because I am a hoarder, and <laughs> only the unlocked one that I used today. I tried to set up Bixby, and then I accidentally backed out of the pre or the setup screen and then everything just broke and so like bixby would hear me but and every time i say its name the phone turns on oh is so it actually it hear me. it's a hot word is it i did not know this yeah so as long as as long as don't back out of it because apparently that like messes it up and you i don't know i, I had to do some trickery today to kind of like bixby worries that it's something it said and it will just retreat it in its little shell and not come back out again not not participate in the conversation for days Maybe. And now I feel really bad. I feel like I need to go and like have that discussion. (laughs) What we're describing here is like Bixby is the first smartphone Tamagotchi. It's like we have to care for it. We have to give it attention. We have to give it nourishment or else it will die inside. Well, I kind of wonder if that'll end up being its selling point, actually. And I mean this (laughs) and and I mean this in all honesty, because because I I think about how Alexa has taught a lot of us, I would say a lot of the a lot of the typical tech user, you know, the common consumer out there, basically people besides the three of us, um, is taught them to sort of normalize that idea. And so now here's this really thoughtful, conversational uh, assistant that can basically that can do all your cropping for you. 
because that's that's what it does. It crops images. <laughs> so how, how do you actually talk to it? I'm looking at a Google Now style screen. It's very Google Now looking. It's got you know news articles. It's got my schedule. It's got Samsung themes for some reason. Don't know why they're there. I don't so see you're any in the says, you're in the Hello Bixby feed. Hello Bixby. Yeah, you're in the Hello Bixby. Stop talking to me. <laughs> Uh, you, you might see there's like a little, um, I should have put them in the other room, but they're I'm talking to them like they're dogs. Yes. Oh, <laughs> there should be a little, a little B button on at the very top, right next to where the vision button and the, um, uh, so I think this might be the difference be. between being in the beta and not being in the beta. I have the hello Bixby section, but I don't actually have a little B button. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I see. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it doesn't want to talk to me. I, I just gave away all my details. I signed into my Samsung account. Now it doesn't want to talk I to me. I think the early access preview may only be for the United States, and I apologize. Oh, that's on right. Behalf of we, we're all used of to America. that on this show. We have a lot of uh, European listeners. We have some listeners from Australia like me. We, we get nothing over here, and we just get used to that after a while. There's only so many things you can VPN around. Um, you're on an island. That's <laughs> something I'm not on. Surrounded by dangerous so... killer animals. <laughs> I'm just saying. Do, would, would, would Australians get offended if 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 uh, if all of these like voice assistant services if they said we'll let you have it? Realize that we haven't we haven't localized the voice yet, so you're going to be hearing an American male or female voice. We also don't know what a what a a, a done witty dushter is. So if you ask for like a pizza with onions, we you're going to have to say a pizza with onions and also try to say it in a New England accent. Like, would you, would you take that? Or would you say, I, you, I, you, we have to have a localized version of the assistant or else we're not going to deal with it. Oh, are you kidding me? We, we get all your Hollywood media and everything else. Everybody loves America. Am I right, listeners? Well, not, not quite that to that extent, but I don't think anyone care if it sounded American. The thing is the localized versions already don't know about like a lot of our sports. They don't know about netball. They don't know about AFL. They don't know about a ton of things. And every now and again, assistants like Siri will tease you so you'll say hey give me the latest AFL scores and it'll know what the word AFL means it's like oh I can't give you Australian you know rules football scores I'm like you know what it is you know what it is give me the scores we're almost there so <laughs> we're, we're pretty used to that Andy that's that's part of the course but I'll tell you one thing that we did get in Australia because you know every now and again a company does love us is I got the Android O beta developer preview three have either of you installed that no. Yeah, I've got. I've, well, I've been. I've been on the. I've been on the. Too busy beta pressing track. the Bixby button, Flo. Yeah. We. It's. It's. It's a little bit disappointing when you're running beta software that you can't somehow feel as though you're making it feel bad for the bad things that it does. Beta software, it works. It doesn't work. I think. I don't know if it did or not. I. I might have lost access to mobile data for about an hour today before restarting. Or just it might have been like I went to a pizza place and maybe they got like a lot of copper in the paint or whatever. Oh, uh, boy. But, <laughs> Some but, lead but line walls. So, so if you're so if you're on the public beta, which is like anybody can join this channel and get and just download and install, and it's really easy to install. You don't have to root. You don't have to do anything like that. Uh, so they just released the the preview preview three, which which was released to developers two weeks ago, is now an over the air update for people who sign up for the beta. So I got it just uh, I know or at least I noticed it a couple of days ago, uh, and there and nine to five Google and other sites will will tell you exactly what's in the developer preview three. Uh, that's now become the new beta. But the really cool thing is just notifications, and that's like transformed e everything. Like the first really cool thing from Google I.O. that is now like practical and day-to-day -day 
uh, and the first and it's it's so it's so for the first it used it for the first time just incidentally like the way you're supposed to use it where um, this is a, a practically a brand new phone that I've set up to run uh, Android O so I don't haven't really fine tuned any of the settings of any even the standard Google apps so I was surprised and kind of disappointed when notifications from Maps said hey I see that you're outside of your house would you like to take a why don't you take a picture of an ice cream place that's nearby because we need pictures of ice cream places and <laughs> need that's your help we yeah. need your data be part of the community data. andy contribute to the community on, you know, you you're working for, you're working for for google you're not working for yourself and i wanted to and that's the point where for years and years and years ever since i've had phones and they've been able to give notifications i wanted to say okay this never again never ever again this and so you, I can long press, and we'll show you. Oh, I can either either write through the notifications, say please disable these notifications, or because I'm curious, I'm going to go into the Google Maps notifications. And there are 24 different kinds of notifications. Uh, right now, the only real complaint I have about it is that sometimes they're the description. The, the it's just a one line here. What's here's what it is, and that's kind of obtuse. And I really want to know. Well, what exactly am I turning off here? But the ability to say no notification. Okay, put it in the notification bar, but don't make any noise or alert me to it. Just put it in there. Or yes, absolutely. If I'm about to drive into a swamp. That's something you really want to interrupt my my flow to to let me know about, uh, and little by little, few, little by little, like all the Google apps are being rolled out with updates to cover notifications. Uh, I was reading online today that some people are getting the uh, the Google Music app with notifications, and I don't know if it's warning you to say. You know, that's a cover, a really bad unhip cover of a Sly and the Family Stone out, uh, track. You want me to play the real thing instead because I really don't think that the Wiggles are supposed to be singing stand right I now. I hate it when that happens when you're looking for music <laughs> and you get like the bad karaoke version that you're supposed to play at your like small karaoke party. Um I was going to say, I don't know if you guys noticed that some of the Google apps online, so on on the computer, <laughs> now have um, the new notification channels, or at least they don't have the channels, but they have the little indicators that you'll see on Android to sort of help introduce this idea of the way that notifications are going to look. Um, but I wonder, do you guys think that people are going to like really adopt this? Because like... Today I was having problems, right, with Bixby, and I completely forgot to just go and clear the app cache. Like, it's just, and I know that inherently. I mean, how long have I been using these things? But I didn't think about it. I I, I do wonder about that a bit because, like, people, the number one complaint you hear, especially for people in the tech industry, is I get so many notifications, I need to deal with my notifications, and I'm the kind of person that will go in there and find grain, like, change them all. I'm like, this one, yes, this one, no, this app on my watch, this app not on my watch. But... Most other people you meet, and I, I hate generalizing people. I don't want to be like the person on the street is not as technical as me because sometimes they are, you know, that they, they know way more about me like in some areas than others. But most people I meet don't even know how to clear all their notifications. You just look at their status bars. It's like, there's like 50,000 different little icons up there. I'm like, you know, you can clear those. And they're like, I don't care. Like I just, I scroll that list. I see the stuff at the top. I close it. You can clear them. It's okay to clear notifications, people. That's, well, that, that's cool too. But I really—that's one thing I was hoping to see in in this new notification system: the ability to say, "Look, just don't ever put this icon in my in the, at the top of my screen because 
I, I, I would love to once again look at the top of the screen and make do something other than totally ignore the fact that there are notification pips in there. I want to say, ooh, there's some sort of a notification from mail, and that's one of the few that I've said yes, absolutely. I, I, I would like to be in Chrome and then then glance up and notice that, oh, that's right, something bad has happened. I need to check that out. Oh, um, but I, I hate it when that happens, by the way. That's been ha happening a lot lately. Yeah. The Sorry to bum everyone out. No, no, that's <laughs> we're, we 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 were on this. We have ridden the same bus, the same bus of pain that we told the driver, please take us to our own personal hell where we can say that, oh, I'm in an unpleasant place that I told you to take me to, and it's all my fault. Okay, yeah, lesson not yeah. learned, obviously. <laughs> Uh, but I actually, I wonder if this is also going to help with notification anxiety because I personally have notification anxiety where I'll be having like a really busy day and I just, you know, everything is just happening really fast and I got to move fast and stuff. And then I'll look at my phone because I just kind of am in that habit and then I'll see all these icons and <laughs> my heart will just start pumping and I'll just start to get really stressed out. It's, yeah. it's. That, that's that's not, that's totally not unlike the, there's a there's a Google I, I O video from the team that was putting together the new notification system, and half of it is not anything technical at all. Half of it is just about like these really really sympathetic stories. But we talk to a lot of people about what they don't like about it, and it's not technical. It's still like I just it just gives me so much anxiety to see this stuff, and I feel as though like every time it's being interrupted, and so it really <laughs> and it really is like like they've been humbled by we didn't know that we were hurting so many people in such a <laughs> deep level and we 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 feel as though when it, when the ball game's all over and we're being judged by god we're going to be like eight points short and it's going to be entirely for for heaven and it's going to be entirely because of how we what we put people through with notifications so it's, the video is definitely worth a watch i'll see if i can get the the link for the show notes later oh my god it is literally church it is literally church <laughs> it is speaking of notifications have any of you noticed that um a lot of music playing apps and podcasting apps now that provide like the artwork and the title or whatever, like uh, play music or pocket cast or whatever, you actually get a colored notification in the latest preview. So it kind of colors it to yes. yeah. the background and it kind of fades out and the text is sort of colored weird. I I have a very weird relationship with this because we we adopted this many years ago and I absolutely loved it. I'm like you can pick colors out of artwork. It's amazing. Look, look, you change the background. So we do that heavily in pocket cast. And then in all the redesigns we've been doing lately, I'm like, yeah, you can pick the colors out of the artwork, but it's almost like I'm sick of seeing like bright pink and bright blue and bright, maybe I hate color. This is, could be confession well, that's time. That's why but. I like using pocket casts. <laughs> I like all the color backgrounds. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I think I've seen it for so long now that I'm like, ah, it's just too much. We're trying to sort of tone it back in some of the new stuff we're working on. And now I see it in the notification center. I'm like, it looks cool. But every now and again, it's like this, there's like fluoro, like, you know, blue or something like in my, in my status bar. I mean, yeah. you seem well, to be that, for That's it, between though. you and Katy Perry. Frankly, if you don't like well, that color, it's probably the only difference between me and Katy Perry, really. If we get down to it, well, no, oh, big difference is you're authentic and Katy Perry is. Well, <gasps> on to the next thing. I haven't installed Android O, by the way. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> I have, I'm not using the beta because, or the preview, uh, just because I want, I want to just experience it all at once. Maybe if that's weird. Uh, the rest of you fine folks are doing all the digging for me, so I'm just reading what everybody's writing about it to just kind of stay up on it. But I I really like the thrill of having like the new version of Android hit my phone along with everybody else and just sort of being like, ooh, what's new? And not as like a tech person and just kind of coming at it as like I really enjoy Android and being an Android user and I'm really looking forward to seeing like what Google is going to give me next. 
It's just the way I like to enjoy it. This is my own. I, I feel I feel the same way about the Star Wars movies. It's like I I don't want to know anything. I will see the poster. Yeah. I might see the first, not the first trailer, but the first like eight months early just teaser preview. And I don't want to know anything until I go in. But with, when it comes to a phone, I like it's when I write about this sort of stuff. I think it's unfair to Android. Oh, if I dread and I'm confused by everything all at once. It makes I feel like I'm saying why why is like the no, why are the notifications like suddenly doing why do I have to put twenty of these and but and, and also I've had time to de- 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 Russell have you noticed like one of the f- best this gracious little touches of the, of the notification system so we we all hate those little fleas on the top of the screen we we've already agreed that we don't like those but now there's like a good reason for, now there's a reason I'm glad they're there because now when you pull down the notifications it's like each one of those little pips is a uh, is is like a bead. On on a thread and so they sort of dribble down and like dribble into like the notifications one by one by one and it's like i'm going to keep notifications go down notifications go up notifications go down isn't that kind of beautiful though i mean think about like the design the design thought process that went through that and just you know the testing like i wonder how many different mechanisms they tested for that to see like what was more visually pleasing i get so excited when i see this visually pleasing stuff added to the interface because then it just it makes it more it, it makes it nicer to use yeah, this is this is, this is yeah. this is one of the reasons why I love Android and why it kind of yeah. like it, 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 I switched to Android from iOS after Apple did their big redesign after iOS six and they went to this what I thought this really stark like oh what's what's that ah, I, we found a piece of joy in iOS don't worry don't worry we got that out of the out of the operating <laughs> out of the interface I thought it was one and, of the notification fleas you were smacking <laughs> oh we got no no this is again it's it's now humid and this is an old house with like not like hermetically sealed windows we got we got bugs we got bugs but we got spiders too so we can watch the the spiders attack the bugs but but that's but that's wild kingdom and that's not anybody else's problem but mine as i try to sleep <laughs> knowing how many spiders are hanging around inside my bedroom oh, somewhere please don't talk to but, me about spiders oh, from Australia, you two. exactly again <laughs> we're 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 wusses there's I, a spider wusses. in my we, house there's spiders eating spiders under my couch andy Oh you've got you've got a, you've got a spider <laughs> subleasing your old apartment from college still so that's i i should not complain look she pays good rent i've got no complaints at all yeah she's she's keeps a, the house she clean. keeps the place up yeah exactly that's gets rid of <laughs> but but yeah but but you know what i'm talking about I, I i see so many beautiful little touches like that that just put a smile on my face that there's a sense of joy in android that i've seen less of in ios and i also i, I i'm with you I, I love the idea that even at this huge company somebody had to say to their boss i got this idea for this thing will it make oh uh, to, to improve the app and make it easier and add features no it's just kind of cool Okay, and well, this is just something will just take you about a half hour. It's like, no, I can get it up and running in about two days, and it'll probably take me three or four weeks to make sure it really works well. So, well, show it to me. Okay, take three weeks. If you need four, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> like somebody got paid to work for two or three weeks at least on this really cool little thing that does nothing but make Andy and and and, and maybe Andy sympathetic other users <laughs> really happy that this that they put this in. I, th- I think those kind of small touches, they make a huge difference. Like as long as they're not interfering with your actual use of it. Like every now and again you see an animation in an app that's like, I am opening a window for, you know, the half a second. I'm like, I don't care. But it, those little things that don't interfere and just like nice little touch, you know, the thing slides into there. I remember when they first did the, remember the notification center when they first changed it and the little cog sort of spins and moves out of the way and some of the other icons kind of move down. I'm like, those are some nice touches. They don't interfere with what I'm doing, but they're like really nice little visual touches. You go, yeah, someone... 
like you said, Andy, someone put a lot of thought into this, someone like, you know, spent many weeks, maybe even months on it, but it's just, yeah, it's part of Android now. It is part of Android, that beautiful dance between the screens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a dance of the pixels. Uh, but, okay, so, but speaking of like really weird things to spend your time on, so <laughs> Google the word spinner and in the Google search app or okay, just okay, any okay, Google okay, like website and this. see what happens. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's see how quickly Ooh, I S-P-I-N-N-E-R. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, but you can't. Oh, you can just. Can you, whoa, you can actually and, spin and, it slowly. And you get an actual interactive fidget spinner that you that spins if you twitch oh it with your with gosh. your finger. What does nothing but they've someone realized there's a lot of people talking and writing about fidget spinners and they write those wrote this and now it's part of the code base. All the kids the, have them. They have like light up ones, glow in the dark ones, <laughs> Disney character ones, and they're just on Instagram. Like my my god sister and her brother, they just play with fidgets. <laughs> I I don't I don't understand the youth. It's slap bracelets all over again. They don't understand this is cyclical. <laughs> we were all crazy for slap bracelets in the nineties. We thought they'd be forever. We thought we were the we were the cutting edge of a new generation, and now what happened is was just uh, uh, beanie babies. Yeah, for, uh, for, for I forget the name of the Furby, Furby thing that yeah. talked. Oh right, and well, talk to each other. Those I, things are creepy. Oh, I, I still have nightmares about those. They're, be- they're better with the skin off. I don't, Andy, this fidget thing also has a number option, and it's got numbers between one and six. Yeah. And you spin it. So you can do it for like as a random number generator, but a cool one that doesn't just say, "Okay, your random number is 18. You can say, <laughs> "Give me, give me 16 positions on the board." Then. Oh, there's a drop down for wheel size. You're correct. Look at that. Wow, someone spent a lot of time on this. Speaking of people spending time on things. It was an intern project at Google. They said, show, show us what you can do if you want a full-time job here at the end of their six-week. The kids are into these tenure. fidget spinner things. Do you reckon you could build us one of those? You Is look it young. some 21-year-old Stanford grad just in need of a you're, job? Well, also, that it's like... You're, that, that twenty year old Stanford grad, their their family is the, when they said, you know, that I'm interning at where I'm interning at Google. Like, <laughs> oh my god, Call, everyone's called. He's he's working at Google. He's working at Google, and he he was like the top of his valedictorian in high school, and he had to have no social life to be at the top of his class at Stanford. Uh... And the project, it's like, I'm not, I can't believe what. Maybe I'll like change the world with a new sort of electronic currency, or I'll do. I'll be part of the project to use balloons to bring the internet, or maybe it'll just be like increasing search results. To to like fi- help dissidents like escape governments like uh we really have nothing for you to do uh larry had this idea of doing a fidget spinner i <laughs> mean if you if you if, if you're bored if you're bored and you don't want to just we're, we'll pay it either way but i mean if you want to code something by all means they could have added some like virtual leds to it i'm just saying it, <laughs> yeah. so it could match what the kids are up to these yeah, days some themes as well i noticed there's, there's chrome ones there's all sorts of different ones they just yeah. yeah need to go to the next level they need to get more uh, interns yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of embarrassed though because I, I was I was first aware of fidget spinners like a couple of years ago, uh, when because there was this there are little like Etsy sort of companies that have been making they they're, they're yeah. actually called fidgets and they're not just spinners but they're I've I've one that I really really like I don't yeah, yeah there you go it's this 
like a tornado. I think they actually call this this tornado. It's like this huge like knot of, yeah. of stainless steel rings. And you can just sort of like knead it in your hand as the rings like keep sliding uh, above and through. And, and you can't describe it. Now, see, I'm I'm showing this to two people on video and telling them that video doesn't really describe it. Now I realize that all of you are listening to me. So I'll just, uh, that's the sound of it being tapped against my, to give you some sort of a frame of reference. Oh, now I understand but, so, exactly now, what it is. But, yeah, but 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 it's actually it's actually quite soothing. It's like when you're there's something that you kind of need to bleed yeah. off the extra CPU cycles of your brain. It actually helps you to focus, or excuse me, I'm sorry, helps me to focus on other things. I mean, it's, it's not by prescription, but it's nice enough that I do keep it on the desk. And but now it's like if if my favorite fidget was a fidget spinner, now I would have to be. I have to I have to switch to something that doesn't work nearly as well for my brain because I don't want to be seen as somebody who bought a fidget spinner at the mall <laughs> because a Chinese made fidget spinner that is that's how the polonium is coming back to the United States that we ship oh over there in terms of, of, of tech waste. <laughs> I will say my fidget is to uh, spin the pen. Just spin oh, it and spin that. it and spin it. Except they don't write anymore. The index and middle finger. Yes. Yeah, no, that's why I that's why I take paper notes every day. I do like because I have to have Everybody's got their thing. Everybody's got their thing. Everybody does. We're all have just their animals thing. who need to fidget. We are. You know what else we need to do, Flo? You need to fidget and you need to eat. These are the facts of life. Yes. And it's just yes. funny. It's funny because this episode of material is brought to you by Blue Apron, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron sets the highest quality standards for their community with over 150 local farms, fisheries and ranches across the United States. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with fresh high quality ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals in 40 minutes or less. So each meal comes with a step-by-step easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-proportioned ingredients. And by shipping the exact amount of each ingredient required for the recipe, Blue Apron is reducing food waste. So their freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery book arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. And you can choose from a variety of uh, recipes, you know, lots, lots of different ones. So upcoming recipes include uh, warm smoked trout and asparagus salad with fingerling potatoes and garlic croutons. I have no idea what fingerling potatoes are, but they sound really cool. Um, some other ones, peach honey glazed chicken with mashed uh, sweet potatoes, collard greens and Thai basil. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking easily accessible to everyone. They deliver to 99% of the continental US and there's no weekly commitment. So you just basically order it when you want it. Check out this week's menu and get three meals free with your first purchase with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash material. Uh, you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Visit blueapron.com slash material. And we want to thank Blue Apron so much for their support. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Mm. And now, now that you've got us thinking all about food, Russell, how do you feel about a, a cool beverage of Orangina? Here we go. <laughs> Actually, I, 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 every I, year, I, Andy, every year, and I can never decide. I have to I have to ask you, Flo. How, how how are we at transitions as opposed to all about Android? You guys are kind of amazing, actually. <laughs> kind of amazing at being bad. No, you guys are amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm a consistent fumbler, actually. Uh, Jason and Ron are a lot better than me. I am I am the fumbler, but no fumbling here, folks. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the slick oiled machine of material after 104 episodes. Oh uh, my. But, but yeah, so the annual tradition, uh, Hiroshi Lockheimer, which is who is Google's senior vice president of platforms, uh, did his famous. It's the, you can tell the summer solstice has happened because he's. 
done his little let's sort of the the android people uh so he posted a tweet with the word urgent and it was a poll with three options uh peanut m&ms milk chocolate m&ms or orangina he scared the crap out of me, by the way, with that whole thing. Because on TweetDeck, you don't see the polls. Well, this is before the update oh, right. that hit. So, for, yeah, so you don't see the polls. And don't you even see bother urgent. turning off your phone. Dump it into a bu- bucket of water right now and leave the house. Exactly. She says urgent. Like Hiroshi Lockheimer saying urgent. What the hell is going on? Um but I just, by the way, I voted for peanut M&Ms because those are the best. Actually, as as of like five seconds ago, we're recording on Wednesday evening. Uh, it's been The poll's been running since June 18. Peanut M&Ms is ahead by 30% to M&Ms what chocolate, 33%. Or, orangina, 30%, which I totally understand because it's not orange juice. It's not soda. It's in a weird bottle yes. that is heavy. And it's yes. that, that and, you but find it has that pulp you, in some regions. I don't know. It's like... I, I know. I know most about most. What I know most about Orangina is that if you walk into the restaurant that you found via Yelp and you find that they're using these as bud vases on the little tables, you know that number one, the meal is going to be no less than twelve dollars and no more than eighteen dollars. It's not going to be quite as good as what you get as a diner. That's all I know. Did you know? I, I had no idea what Orangina was before this tweet and before this podcast because oh. I don't think we get this in Australia. I've just googled it. I'm on the Wikipedia page. Apparently, it was introduced in 1935 in France. So there's some uh, fun trivia for yeah. you. Wow. It's uh, it was so I remembered it because as a kid, I went to my parents are from Romania, and so we would go to Romania every summer, and that's where I discovered Orangina. It was like this fancy orange drink that was apparently quote unquote healthier than the orange soda I drank back at home. Uh, you know, according to my parents, and then came back here and they started selling it at Trader Joe's, which is like a giant grocery chain. Yeah, I, exactly. We're, we're both in the we know that we should probably say something about orange. It's 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 the most generic, inoffensive. It does not make a positive. Uh, it's not like Clamato, where it's wow, it's so weird that I'm glad that I live on a planet where clam and tomato juice culture like exists. Oh, it's not gross. like it's not like <laughs> Pepsi 1893, which is oh my god, this is so awesome. I really really love this drink. It's like I would not be disappointed. I would not be pleased if this was the if if I went if I went out to on a picnic or like a little we're 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 going to a concert together on on a lawn and I'm responsible for the snacks but the friend that I was going with is responsible for the drinks and they brought Orangina, again I would not be upset I would not be pleased I would drink it I would say okay I am drinking a fluid that is not necess- not going to kill me it's going to again it's hard to have an opinion on Orangina there it, it is not, it's yeah. it's not very good warm either. Just by the way, <laughs> which is the problem with bringing it to a picnic. Just tell your friend next time to skip the orangina. You know, bubbly water is fine. You could put some fruit in it. Yeah. Just some suggestions. I, I, I actually, I, I did get a soda stream this week. So yay! Oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite thing in the yes. kitchen. What, what, what do you put in the bottles though? I haven't. I, all I had, all I had in the house was like lemon juice that I sometimes bake with. So I've been like doing like lemon seltzer, but I haven't been doing oh, yeah. anything interesting. That's yeah. that's that's the way to do it. Lemon and lime, just squeeze it in there. I don't put anything in it. I just I like to make the bubbly water because otherwise I'm spending three dollars a bottle on like Pellegrino or whatever is at the store. Um, yeah. So I just like the bubbly water. 
I got oh yeah, as if there was any chance whatsoever. This this is this is why like I bought it. This I, I should preface this by saying people who have don't have a soda stream. It's it's this it's it's this sort of dispenser that has this charged cartridge of carbon dioxide in it, and you put the special bottle inside it, fill it with water, uh, and it will just simply carbonate that bottle and basically make seltzer, and you can add flavorings to it. And but it, and it costs a hundred bucks for the dispenser, at least the one that I got. Uh, the individual bottles, because they're reusable, you know, are like something like fifteen dollars, ten dollars per actual container bottle, uh, and you can buy like little packets of or little, I don't know, sample shampoo bottle sized things of flavorings to make your own fake Dr Pepper and fake Coke, and those are like six or seven or eight dollars. But the reason, so the reason why I'm spend, I spent like a hundred dollars is because of this problem right here, which is like every place where I work has all of these like Poland polar seltzer bottles because i switch i switch from diet sodas in the around the house to okay that's even that's not a good idea anymore that, that, no I, I stress no medical reasons not like i got like bad test results but i realized that yeah if you're drinking like five two liter balls of this a week maybe that's a lot of things that are not pure water to be drinking but now but the, the other problem is that every time it's recycling half of this entire recycling container is nothing but these like polar bottles so i spent a hundred dollars not for the thrill of make of saving money and making my own seltzer and having my own flavors so that i will have four bottles <laughs> that i will no longer have be bringing like uh, like uh, be drinking two of these like one liter bottles a day uh, and have these things to, to get away with wait a minute wait a minute, Russell, wait a minute wait a minute slow down america slow down america seltzer what the heck is a seltzer? Seltzer. Seltzer. It's, I put my seltzer in the bottle. It's carbonated water. But, Soda water? Uh, is that the oh, word you're okay, looking for? How, how about, okay, how about this? Do you, do you have the Three Stooges in, in Australia? Uh, pretty sure they're the all dead, Three Stooges aren't they? shorts. No? They are they are they are dead, but their their films live on. Unfortunately, the films uh, the fortunately the films are not made of mortal flesh. They are made of celluloid that was transferred onto videotape and then into digital format. So so but you have but you have you have seen uh, Three Stooges shorts. Oh, yes. I have yes. Okay, you know any of these shorts in which uh, Mo ex- Mo explains how displeased he is with the behavior of one of the other Stooges, or even better yet, some form of society dame by squirting them with water from some sort of a bottle. Yes, if this turns into a who's go. on first the, joke, the, Andy, the beverage, I'm going to be very, that, very that, angry. Is, that is that is that is a seltzer bottle. That is a bottle of seltzer water. Again, carbonated water, no flavorings, under pressure. Typically used as part of like a little like a home bar sort of unit, so that you pour yourself some whiskey and then. Yeah, I got know, it. I think we call that soda water here. That, that's my confusion. So you're welcome, there fellow you. Australians and Europeans who had no idea what a seltzer is. I now know. I don't know how we got onto this topic. We're we're way off track. To be fair, we don't call it seltzer in the West Coast. Just, <gasps> there just we go. want to end it there. What, what do you guys call it? <laughs> mineral water. Mineral water. I like that as well. <laughs> it's mineral water. It's got I have, I have, in it. I, it's I have to you. correct you. Uh, there's, there, is seltzer, there is seltzer, which is simply carbonated water. Oh. There is oh, mineral, mineral water started? where they add oh, no. minerals to it. To add to it. Oh, and then there's yeah, club soda, true. which is like... Almost a so almost soda pop, but not really because it's flavorless. But that's the kind that will have at least some form of calories. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not making making fun of anybody. I was I too was unclear on the concept between what is seltzer, mineral water, and club soda. And I bet that there's some sort of a mashable <laughs> listicle or app that says which, do, which is do, take this quiz that will tell you which Beastie Boy you like the best based on whether you know the difference between mineral water and seltzer. All right, so to bring this back around, because I'm really sorry I asked, we, we've gone down a massive rabbit hole here. Does, <laughs> does this mean that no one cares what the next version of Android's called? It starts with an O. We no longer care. Is, yes. that, is that what I'm hearing? Yes. 
it'll be what it is going to be. Um, you know, there's the rumblings that, uh, it was that rumor I keep hearing about Nabisco. Is that a rumor or did I dream it? Oh, well, uh, see, this this is the only problem that I don't think ever before there has been such a, if you got, if, 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 the, if you need some sort of a sweet snack or cake or cookie and now you're down to O, everybody can think of a cookie that starts and ends with the letter O and that would be Oreo. Oreo. Exactly. <laughs> Just like if you said, name me a state of the United States that starts with the letter O, you're probably going to go right to, right to Ohio, Ohio, not Oklahoma. Too many exactly. syllables. Hmm. That's true. Uh, but uh, but I but I digress, and I'm about to show how little I know about actual geography. But I'm saying you you have to, there has to given the precedent set by Kit Kat, there has to have been some form of formal negotiations and discussions about can we call this not officially, but give us the permission that when we're talking about this as a code name sort of thing, Oreo, and please let us we will also manufacture at our expense, Nabisco. This is Google speaking, a handsome. Animatronic, sort of like uh, uh, giant fiberglass Oreo cookie for the Android Sculpture Garden, and tourists all across the world will be taking their pictures next to it. And I, I'm wondering if this is some. Remember the uh, uh, the first Pixel phone. One of the reasons why it has some sort of odd and not necessarily last minute, but not optimal choices is that the word was that Huawei was going to be was kind of almost locked in to manufacture it, and then they backed out at the last second. They had to sort of scramble to get a new version of it going with whatever reference platform they can go with. Like maybe they thought they had Oreo locked down, and now they got to say. I nobody look. I, you're, you're preaching to the choir, team. Nobody wants Android Orangina, but we got to get something, and we got to start shipping because those T-shirt makers are waiting on us to have a, a, a signed document on hand. But I, I can't think of I can't think of anything else like like Oleo, like perhaps just a big ball of fat, cooking fat for pie crusts. Ew. Mm. You have, you have I, not I was... had my grandmother's pie crust made with oleo. She was she was oh. very much no Crisco, no butter, oleo. I have to say, I feel like um, every couple of years, it's very it, it's part of Google's strategy to sort of do this branding effort. Um, but I wonder if it's really necessary to do something with a brand as big as Nabisco because I feel like the first Pixel launch was a study in a branding effort by sort of teaming up with Verizon here in the U.S. And I know that's kind of a far reach, but, you know, Google usually seems like a very independent. We know Google. We know Google is a search engine. That's what we all rely on. We rely on their services and their Gmail. But when it comes to like the smartphone, it's just sort of known as like this open ecosystem out in its own realm. And then here it comes with all these branding efforts and a way to just sort of like normalize itself as a part of the mainstream world because right now the mainstream world a lot of people think it's mostly wielding iphones <laughs> which is not good for marketing <laughs> yeah iphones and samsung's i guess they they did a similar thing here in australia like all the ads for the pixel are from one of our major carriers telstra which as far as i can figure out is your equivalent of at&t just as evil just as just as bad but with like a decent yeah they're network. all terrible yeah. <laughs> but corporations I, I think, they're yeah. not people <laughs> I think that this is always interesting. Every year there's like a joke about the name. They do it on stage. They do it in a lot of developer events. And then my problem is once the name gets announced, you're like, well, that's the name now, Nougat, whatever, that's nice. The, the only thing <laughs> I look forward to. Which took us forever, to, by the way, to know how to say that. Just Yes, sorry. it's not it's not Nougat, if Yasmin's listening. It's not Nougat, it's Nougat. Um, the, the one thing I look forward to, though, is whenever you plug into a phone as a developer, you get a little tiny icon up the, the top that comes up and says, hey, you're in USB debugging mode or whatever. And... 
I will never forget the time Lollipop came out and it was an, it looked like an Android head on a stick. It's like been, yeah, it's been put yeah. on a pike and I'm like, what the hell? You can't do that. And then Posted, I realized, oh, Post on the lock screen as a warning to other operating systems of what happens to those who do not follow the true word. Just thinking that. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, we should well, move on. Andy, you, you have something here in the show note about um, backup and sync. I, I will tell you a quick story about this, just super quickly. Um, every year I do my annual like Google Takeout thing where I don't know how many people know, but if you Google if you Google Google Takeout, it will take you to the Google Takeout page where you can take your stuff out of Google. And what that means is let's say you've got contacts or photos in my case that you want to get out of there. Um, you need some way to back them up. And in the past I've had so many problems with this page because if you want to download them manually, they come in like two gigabyte zip files and I have 160 gigabytes of stuff. And I'm like, that is a lot of zip files for me to press download on Google and the downloads would constantly fail and whatever else. I'm like, this is a nightmare. And then one of our listeners pointed me to the fact that you can get Google to link to your Dropbox and upload the files directly into there. So I, I did my annual thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And this year, I'm happy to say they now support 64-bit zipping and you're like, why the hell do I care? You can now make 10 gig and up to 50 gig zip files. I'm like, yes. So I linked it to my Dropbox. I pressed the button. I said, give me the big zip files. And a day later, all my stuff's in Dropbox all backed up. I'm like, that's cool. Like that's way easier than it was before. I don't know if either of you have tried it. But, yeah, that's that's my story about the reverse of the backup and sync. That's me getting my stuff out of Google. Well, this is, I mean, the the Google backup and sync app that's happening is basically combining drive-in photos, which I think is a long time coming, should have happened sooner. I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. They, they they posted on the on the Google Drive, I think, blog officially that uh, I guess warning people in advance that there's going to be a new app on June 28th. I don't know, maybe it's because people are might be used to the old apps and they might be maybe they have some scripts that are going to be have to be reworked in order to make it work. But it's it looks pretty cool from what they're describing. Uh, whereas one of the things I didn't that I don't like about Dropbox, even though I love Dropbox, but I, things I don't like about Google Drive, even though I love Google Drive, is that it really is locked into we are going to place an alien egg on your local storage with the Google Drive logo on it. You must not move this Google this, this alien egg and whatever you put into the alien egg is going to be copied and cost you storage elsewhere. It really is just for here is a single unified folder that is going to be replicated on every device you're using that has Google Drive. And now it's more like, you know what, whatever you want to do to use your space to in a way that links it to stuff you've got on your Mac or on your Windows machine, we're cool with it. So if you just want to say I've got a, doc a documents folder, I just want to make sure that this one fo this one project folder gets synced up to a, a corresponding folder on Google Drive so that I can access it from anywhere. Or I want to make sure I want to have like a, I'm, I've been rethinking how I deploy my music library. It's a problem that I I keep thinking there's a perfect solution to it. I don't think there is, but I keep looking for it. But if you wanted to say we're why don't you just have one folder that is your organized music library, not even necessarily with the XML files that iTunes wants or your other apps want, but at least all the folders that have your organized albums on it will be in this one folder that was shared else everywhere. But the fact that you've got this on Google Drive and you're sharing it means that your one like sort of beater uh, notebook that only has 64 gigs of RAM that you just use because ultralight, you're not going to have to find an extra 512 gigabytes of storage for this because it has to be synced down. So uh, I, I like I like any sort of solution that says that we've got a really good idea for how you, you want to use this, but really, however you want to use it, it's there. Figure it out for yourself and we'll, we'll be happy to support that. Support me, Google. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I just sounded like Bixby. <laughs> <laughs> Google's like, did was it that, a good job? Was that all right? Was, it, was, was that how the calendar wanted to go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. If, if, if I had a problem, I would have said it. So you only give me fed feedback when it's negative? Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm glad. In this economy, I'm glad to be a personal assistant uh, anywhere. That's, that's fine. Uh, so uh, there's uh, there's there's only one other thing that I put in the show doc because oh my god <laughs> is my result uh, the one plus five phone uh, was released uh, earlier this week yes. and of course a bunch of a bunch of uh, writers and reporters and journalists have had access to have it for about a week and a half before then I have one uh, right here ooh, uh, I haven't taken it out box. of the box yet still in the box yeah uh, I have one for uh, I'll be showing it off on Twit but. Uh, I haven't taken it out of the box yet. Anyway, continue because this is a fun fiasco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so the the XDA site, uh, Mario Tomas Serafero, uh, <laughs> before the the review said, "Let me lay some groundwork here." Yeah, <laughs> we we are we are of course aware that the OnePlus three T earlier this year was spoofing is was basically screwing around with benchmark apps and going through a whole bunch of hoops to re- realize that you're running a benchmark on it to make sure it gets the best benchmark results possible, even though it will be throttling that app in a way that no actual app will perform ever. So we thought, hey. You know what? We got it's a long weekend, holiday weekend. Why don't I spend it's it's we thought we were gonna be barbecuing on Monday, but it's kinda overclass. Why don't I just, you know, take a look at this special file that's uh, let's take a look at inside the ROMs and they discovered a <laughs> Some data that had list names of every single uh, prominent benchmarking app on there. Also, it came the pre-release device came uh, not terribly unusual, a little unusual for this late in the shipping cycle. Say, well, we, we're not we're not going to give you the the final ROMs or the final uh, final uh, deployment yet. Uh, but and at some point they they were sent an email say, okay, here's the final ROMs, and now we've unlocked it so that you can run benchmarks on it. <laughs> so again, XDA thought, why don't we just take a look at that? And of course, they discovered discovered that well, well, let, I'm going to let uh, Mario Tomas Serafero say this uh, when while no customers have a device in their hands right now it just launched after all we have learned about OnePlus's new benchmark cheating mechanism through our U- review unit which we reviewed about 10 days ago before the day the embargo breaks and reviewers are allowed to report on the device unfortunately it is almost certain that every single review of the OnePlus 5 that contains a benchmark is using misleading results as OnePlus provided reviewers a device that cheats on benchmarks continuing what's worse is that this time around the cheating mechanism is blatant and aimed at maximizing performance unlike last time which did not increase scores by much on average but did reduce variance and thermal throttling so but the, the gist of it is that when it, when it goes into the special mode when it sees that you're running a benchmark uh the true perform if you if uh, if you want to have a fun time for certain limited definitions of the word fun go on youtube and do a search for uh throttling video uh, uh, excuse me uh, overclocking videos uh, and so these are people who are like if i if we keep pouring liquid nitrogen on this intel cpu we can make it perform way way we can drive it way way faster because of course at the top of its theoretical electron performance it will run so hot that it will just explode but if you can make it not explode then you can get performance that of course is not practical but at least you can say that you ran it up to x mega hyper gigahertz before it actually exploded so basically what what uh, uh what the oneplus uh, 5 is doing is when it sees this being benchmarked it says okay 
all the safeties we normally put on that says that don't run at, at your maximum performance because that's too hot and it's going to destroy the phone. Turn all of those off. Run it as fast as we can possibly run it. Uh, it's reaching a temperature, according to XDA, of 120 degrees uh, and achieving a uh, performance advantage of something like 6% over every other phone that's not cheating on its benchmarks. So that doesn't look like a lot of cheating, but it's enough to put it at the top of the ranks. And of course, if the whole point is to a benchmark is to kind of replicate what a real user would be doing with it. This is not performance that anybody will ever get with this. If they were able to get this sort of performance, they'd get it for about eight minutes before once again you'd have a big puddle of sadness where a phone once was. Uh, they did reach. They did reach out to OnePlus for a statement. They got a statement back and a moment of silence for what is one of the most brilliant exhibitions of public chutzpah. Here's their statement. Uh, people use benchmark apps in order to ascertain the performance of their device, and we want users to see the true performance of the OnePlus 5. Uh, and finishing by saying, we are not overclocking the device. Rather, we are displaying the performance potential of the OnePlus 5. There you go. So it's if the I'm, equivalent uh, of showing off the feathers, essentially, in the mating game. <laughs> that's, this is, this is exactly what my, my car manufacturer did, Volkswagen. They're like, you know what? You can make the car so much more efficient if perhaps, you know, you didn't worry about these pesky emission things. And, you know, since we have these government regulations, when we put it on a test bed, we're just going to pass them and let's never speak of this again. I, uh, I, the thing I don't get about this, and I have one really obvious question, is unless you're Samsung and, you know, manufacturing your own processes, everyone else is using the same processor. What is the point of, like, trying to win it at a benchmark? Like, do people That's go really to people go to these sites and they're like, "Ooh, the OnePlus Five is just narrowly faster than the whatever like blah 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 phone." I'm going to get the OnePlus Five instead. Like, I can understand if you're, you know, you're some kind of scientist and you're building a PC. You're like, I must get a particular kind of Intel or AMD CPU or whatever. I'm looking for a particular kind of GPU that outperforms some other GPU in some game that I love. When it comes to phones, I, just, I don't know why they one. I don't know why they bothered to cheat and win. But two, I don't know that anyone really cares about benchmarks. Like, why are they trying so hard to be at the top of them? I think OnePlus has really built itself on this idea that it's the enthusiast's phone in the Android sphere and that like that's where it's it's money and marketing lies. I mean, that's at least the way it seems to be depicted. But you know, and I think I think it was Ron who said this actually on um All About Android this week. She's like, why did they spend that extra money? <laughs> you know, paying that labor time to do that sort of overclocking mess instead of, uh, oh, I don't know, making the camera something that like is, you know, <laughs> getting better accolades than it is now because I'm I'm not hearing very good things about the camera. So it seems like maybe the processor thing should be the least of their concern, especially because, especially because there are lower tier processors out there that with better, equipped with better cameras. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you think about, pretty obvious. But what do people do with their phones? Take pictures. I'll just I'll, I, let, let me just let me just say in OnePlus's defense flow that uh, we've benchmarked the number of cameras on that phone, and it benchmarks at two, which is one hundred percent more on a benchmark score than a lot of phones that are out there, including the Samsung Galaxy S eight. So if they want to win the war of the benchmarks. That was a pretty bold move, and I hope a successful uh, one. Because... You laugh, Andy, but yeah. I guarantee you that an ASUS or someone like next year will put three or four cameras on something. It's it's coming. I guarantee you that's coming. <laughs> I'll say I'll say as an aside, there is a, I can't remember the name of it, but there is a really experimental and kind of exp kind of exciting camera that 
no joke, has 16 lenses and sensors on it of every size, shape, and deployment. It really does look like you took a it it does it looks like you took like a small paperback book and dropped a jar of buttons on it i mean like you know like you're, you're in your sewing room in your laundry room you have a jar of like loose buttons imagine that because it's just studded everywhere with lenses so the and the idea being that it's this tiny little pocket-sized camera but it's gonna every time you every time you're about to take a picture it decides that because of the conditions of this scene I decided that we need the black and white camera. We need the really high resolution color camera. We need a, that second black and white <laughs> camera that's really, really good at specifically resolving detail here and synthetically build a photo. And so I'm, I'm very, very glad to. See, I'll be very, very glad if if companies decide to get more and more insane in a desperation to make what is essentially the same, really very, very good for everybody five to eight hundred dollar phone with a really good quad core or octa core processor with 64 gigs of internal storage sd card and four gigs of ram look like it is like you're making a decision based on performance and how well it's in real world use when really and this is not a this is not a slam you've decided that i just think the s8 the galaxy s8 looks cool or i like the asus zen phone i think it looks nice or i'm amazed i can buy this phone for three i really would rather spend three or four hundred dollars on this than six or eight hundred dollars on the it's okay to say that you're buying the phone that you like and like russell was saying like it's i i benchmarks mean almost nothing these days it's not it really isn't about how well the cpu works because everything is optimized to work it's, it's going to still spend way more time waiting for you to make a decision and tap a button than you waiting for it to do something so it's I would I would say that if there's the only the only good spot of this sort of fakery is that if there was if there were some people who were rushing out their pre-release reviews saying that oh look at the benchmark scores on this and we all know that the benchmarks are the most important thing ever I'm hoping that they've been given a chance to think about what they did think about their <laughs> worldview maybe make adjustments to how they approach their reportage. Also, as a developer as well, like if you've ever profiled a phone, like there's a whole bunch of trace things and things you can do with a phone. The amount of times a CPU even crosses fifty percent is is negligible. Like if your phone actually ran anywhere near hundred percent, you'd get like two hours of battery life. You'd, you'd know about it. Your phone would be warm and it'd be dead. Like there's there's no point in even trying to hit some of those like high performance things. I just I don't understand. The only one I understand, Andy, is if you're an Apple fan, your CPU is winning. That's that's pretty obvious. You want to see the benchmarks <laughs> because course. yours oh, is totally. on top. And maybe that's part of the OnePlus thing, like Flo was saying before as well. Like they see themselves as an enthusiast brand, and who doesn't want to be on top of a benchmark? Like, but yeah, the, just cheating so blatantly to get there. And I know they're saying, oh, we're not cheating. We're just not thermally throttling the the performance software or whatever. But just doing that to get on top of a benchmark when every single other phone could do exactly the same thing. They got the same processor at the same clock speed. They'd end up in exactly the same place. I'm like, why did you even bother? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't help move no the sense. industry forward either. Like, no, yeah. it's not. You're not making waves by cheating on benchmarks number. Like you're not. It's not helping anything. I just think they looked at Volkswagen and they're like, "What a cool company. We want to be more like these people." Yeah, it's, it worked out so well for them as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like a. So I, I actually this is not technically a news item, but it's, it's relevant. I got no, I last week I got a notification from the makers of the Jelly Phone, which I backed on Kickstarter. Yeah. Saying that, too. that yes yes so here actually, i was so great I, I happened to be pulling like a, I, I shouldn't be doing this but i was doing like a real all-nighter and it was like 4 30 in the morning i was about to go to bed and the email came like 
five minutes before I checked my email saying, fill out this survey. Like, yes, I'm going to be probably maybe at the head of the line. for So to fill it, tell us like what, what color you want. Like, where's, make sure you confirm your address. And the thing is, this is uh, by by benchmarks, by specs, this is a really s- – crummy phone if again if you're just if you're just looking at tables if you don't if you're not looking at the whole picture but it isn't it, it really is i'm not being i really have to say that i'm being sincere here it's one of the most exciting phones i've seen in the past two or three years the idea of let's forget about the best screen the best processor let's make it as compact as possible so the people that don't have big pockets or don't want to be carrying around a big pop tart of a phone have an option let's make the best phone we can possibly make within this really small form factor and so it really comes down to don't 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 try to impress people on the benchmarks. Try to impress people when they pick up your device and they picture problems that are being solved in this. Exactly. <laughs> Listeners, I know neither of you can see this, but I'm looking at the video. And when Andy started to talk about the jelly phone, his face lit up, Flo's face lit up. It was like, oh, it's Christmas. I want my jelly phone. You it's guys, so exciting. You two seem so excited it's- about this phone. It's such a it's a tiny little phone. I'm gonna I'm looking forward to making it like my little travel phone, and I'm just gonna put like my prepaid travel sim in it. Yep. And it, you know, it's all I want out of life is a phone that fits in my purse, and <laughs> it's hard to find that these days. Well, it really made me rethink how I deal with phones because I would say at least half the time my phone is just there to receive text messages from people who don't direct message me and other things and also to act as a mobile Wi-Fi hotspot when I'm at coffee shops. And for most other things, if I want to read a book, I've got my iPad, anything that I would use a big smartphone for, I've got these other things for it. Uh, and so just, just the idea of somebody thinking that we we don't want to be the hundredth company that's trying to make a 5.2-inch screen you know, Snapdragon-based phone. We want to make something that's different that pushes things forward. Uh, and also, and the last thing I want to say though is that uh, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still detoxing after spending a, t- a week watching Google I/O videos. Uh, I forget which video this was, but they were talking about. Oh, I, mean, I, I can't even guess up with the topic, but the, one of the things that, that they were talking about was really interesting was how they, when they were developing the Pixel phone, how really they were saying we'll. We will, we will do whatever it is, whatever is possible to make sure that the average frame rate of that screen is 60 cycles to make sure it's updated 60 times a second. And there is no stuttering whatsoever because it doesn't really matter how fast the CPU is going. If you're if the frame rate is just 24 or 30, it feels slow. And this is why Apple made such a big deal very correctly about now we've got our new generations of iPads will go up to 120 if it's appropriate for it to refresh that fast. And you use these things and oh my freaking God, it does. I know I, I, I have to, I don't know if, Flo, you have to you have to do this thing sometimes too, where I have to tell myself, okay, you are not an audience at the magic show. You are a reporter at the magic show. You're not supposed to be, oh my God, where did the tiger go? How did it turn into that bowl of fish? You guys, it's I did like- that over big speed today, by the way. It's like embarrassingly it took me a long time to get started on the words that I needed to write because I was just so excited that I finally could use this thing because it's just been teased. I haven't seen it except for like one minute at the Samsung demo many moons ago. 
I think it's the most brilliant marketing ever. Put put a dedicated button on your phone. Send it to absolutely nowhere. Don't on day one. It doesn't doesn't do anything. Later on, maybe give people like a screen they can log into, and then one day just like let them into the beta and be like, you can have access. And people are like, what? I can finally use this button. Yes, thank you. Oh so my much, god, Samsung. I am part of the problem. I am part of the problem. <laughs> oh, again, that's why Samsung is the one of the most successful makers in the entire industry. That they, yeah. they don't really okay. Yes, maybe they will copy some things off of Apple in every company but you know what if the amazon fire phone has a one touch button that says please explain this and it works so well and has contributed to the success of the amazon fire phone why not put it in all your devices including your flagship there's no reason not to <laughs> i'm sorry I just i, I just I, I wrote i wrote a piece like three uh, a few years ago where after uh, after <laughs> after amazon like sort of like embarrassed like hi could we have that phone back because we've decided we want them to not exist anywhere anymore. And I want, I wound up having to like, I've wanted to write something that says, okay, well let's now that this is kind of dead and buried, let's at least give credit where credit is due. Here are things that are really good ideas if they weren't terribly well implemented. Yeah. And I actually like, I like, I like the idea of here's a dedicated button. All it does is what it is the, what the hell is this that I'm looking at right now button and you press this, and it will tell you what the hell this is that you're looking at. Uh, and I would, I, I, I hope that just to pull this, bring this full circle back to the S8. I hope that it is possible for people to remap that key to do other things. I, I am such a big fan of the idea of here is a hardware button that does exactly what you want it to do. It's not a hold it down and there's a new interface. I'm, ta- mm-hmm. I'm saying that this is the button that will launch your music player. This is the Anything. button that will turn off Wi-Fi. If we, we're going to open the API, exactly. And we'll let third parties figure out ways to link things to do that. But my goodness, that's that's the one that would be my prohibitive favorite as the next $800 phone I would buy if all I knew about it was that, hey, look, it's got a Snapdragon processor. Hey, look, it's got a high IPS uh, display. That Oh, no, it has a button that will do the one thing that you're always annoyed that you have to tap so many buttons in order to make that happen, and it will do it for you. All right, I have to uh, – live reporting, Andy. I'm not a reporter, so I'm going to try it. You, you two can let me know how I go at this reporting thing. Um, I've just Bixie'd both of you with Bixie Vision. Apparently, Flo is a chef, and Andy is Arden Rose, whoever that is. So congratulations, Andy. You're uh, Damn it. I want to say movie star. I'm going to click on my this. Progressive, my, my progressive rock name has been, finally been teased out. Well, fine. Go on to Amazon <sighs> and this would not work for buy Superman. my 8 you CD set. Hold it up to Clark Kent and be like Superman. You're like, damn it. I call it new, new romantics. And N-E-U-F <laughs> is the middle word. So it's sort of like a new nine romantics. Anyway, I, I should let the work speak for itself. But like I said, yes. just, just Google that word and... Sorry, I'm too busy Bixby visioning things now. We should probably wrap the show, but look, you can Bixby vision all the things. What is yes. this, Bixby? Welcome to several months ago, Russell. <laughs> oh, I just couldn't bring myself Sorry. to sign in. Yes, yes, I know, I know. Everyone else has done this before me. Oh, and apparently my uh, my coffee here is a sandalwood candle. So I'm going to light this after the show. should smell really good. Do it. Good. Do it. <laughs> Let's just establish that although we have been talking about Samsung phones, and yes, he does have a Samsung phone on his desk at the close to the ignition point of the fire. This probably had nothing to do with the battery of that Samsung phone. Oh, it was, I, can, I cannot wait for the material episode, Andy, when the Note Eight comes out. It's gonna be it's gonna be lit. Uh, uh, there you go. Uh, you guys, I just want you to know this entire time I've been trying to like avoid this spoiler. Are you any of you watching Silicon Valley? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Did any of you watch last Sunday's episode? Yes. 
That's all I could think about when you were talking about the one plus five, by the way. It was just this <laughs> benchmarks going, then the phone, people just going, ow, 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 ah. <laughs> It's a it's a fun it's a fun end of season episode. Even if you have not been watching Silicon Valley before that, it's it's recommendable. It is because well, that's always my worst fear when I'm at a tech demo. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Please God, don't let this explode on my face. I will not get workers' comp. Well, I'll I'll, 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 I'll the last thing I'll say is that today one of the long bike rides was I had to buy excuse me I had to pick up a replacement battery pack for I, I have a pedal assist bike. Like I have two bikes. One is a normal analog one when I want to actually exercise. The other is a pedal assist where you you still have to pedal, but you can decide, please do half the work for me or whatever. Big, huge, honking battery that is illegal to carry on a plane. It's just so big and honking. And so I I, I put my bus on, my, my bike on a bus, rode like 30 miles away from, no, 30 miles, like 15 miles to the bike shop to pick it up and decided that I'm going to like just, you know, ride my, ride my analog bike and have, but I'm riding like for about an hour, hour and a half, 15, 20 miles, realizing all the time that in my backpack, there is essentially a Roman candle. If, if experience with lithium batteries <laughs> and, and, and our areas where I cover is, I just like, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I, I the, the positive thing that came out of it is, is I thought that, it's kind of boring and maybe a little bit embarrassing to be killed by, you know, like a soccer mom or a soccer dad in a Toyota Honda CRV. If I can like die in a huge pyrotechnic explosion on my bike that is not self-inflicted, that is not a sort of like art piece or anything like that. It's just that all, all we know is that like he sort of fell over and like his backpack sort of hit the side of the bench and suddenly and that's the last we ever saw of Andy Notko. Then he flew that's, into the air. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I don't man. want to die my bike, but that's probably one of the cooler ways to do it. That's all I'm saying. So Samsung put that idea in my head. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I want to be the first uh, pedestrian hit by a driverless car, Andy. That's that's my claim to fame. I don't want to die necessarily. I don't think I need that to be in the history Yeah, you books. just want to be hit just, so, just so that you hit. can sell the yeah. story to yeah. People Magazine and make money off of it. Absolutely. You won't believe what happens next. This man was crossing a road. Hope that whatever, God forbid, something bad happens to me, I could sell it to People Magazine because let me tell you. <laughs> I just I I would be okay with being hit by a driverless car, but not until after all of the experimentation has been done, all the research yeah. has been done, and we can figure out who do we sue? Do we sue the manufacturer yes, of the car, exactly. or do we sue the company that leased it to the service that is? Because if I if I can sue Google, I'm totally in. Or you could sue the person who owns the self driving car. Sue so all three. Just, this just is going to make the, go auto insurance really fun. That's what you guys. That's what, that's what you do in America, isn't it? You sue everybody, surely. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. it's, it's going to be like twenty nerds who came in together and each bought like a two thousand dollars share of the self driving. It's like, and none of them have any money whatsoever. <laughs> so it's like, fine. What, what am I going to get? I'm going to get your Pokemon Go captures. I don't. I can't use that. I'm not cool. <laughs> uh, Andy, my sister will murder you for a Taurus. So just just be careful about what you put out there. <laughs> Oh, well, well, we should probably wrap up. Uh, Russell, where can people see more of the Russell Ivanovich magic online? I don't know why you'd possibly want more of me, but if you do, twitter.com slash rusty shelf. And Flo, where can we see, hear, and read more of you? Uh, you can read more of me at Mord. You can read more of me at AndroidCentral.com um, and follow me on Twitter and Snapchat at Oh That Flow, where I deliver engaging content. I think I think it's great that I'm sad that your ABC sitcom from the early 90s did 
didn't get renewed after the first four episodes, but I'm glad you're keeping oh that flow. I'm keeping you're keeping the trademark alive, you keep the IP alive, and so really when trying. people want to want to come back because <laughs> it really was uh, uh, some someday I want you guys to air the last eight episodes that were shot, but never it's just a tragedy. As and if you want <sighs> otherwise uh, for some reason more of the sort of things that I've been blabbing about for the past minute in response to oh that flow, uh, by all means uh, spell my last name and you will be accessing a lot more than you bargained for. I'm Anatko on Twitter, Anatko on on Instagram. Uh, my blog is at anatko.com, and the silly stuff that I write for pay is available uh, at the Chicago Sun-Times site, suntimes.com. Well, that's going to be it for uh, Material 104. Thanks so much for joining us, Flo. This was, this was really quite cool. Uh, and so that's going to be for this week. I hope everybody has a great next week until our next show. Until then, remember, all else is immaterial. So long as Skype is part of the equation, there will be never a need for any human being to blame themselves for anything or each other.